Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Arc of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. Uh, if this is your first time joining us here on this brand spanking new feed, um, if you've never listened to an Arc of E Network production before, uh, we are the co-founders of the Arc of E.com and the Arc of E Network, network of what used to be a bunch of different podcasts. Now uh, they're all on one easy-to-find, easy-to-download, easy-to-subscribe yes. channel. New year, new, new us. format. It is 2020, so we're going to make this as clear as possible. You should have like the 2020 intro. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's not 2020. Whatever the intro is for 2020. Dateline. Like you that. should have that as like the intro yeah. to every episode. So we're here. It's January. And this is our best of 2019 episode. So we're going to fill it full of all of our top tens. Yes. We did record an individual music arc episode, which I, I'm in the process of editing where you'll hear all sorts of stuff. But through the course of this episode, we'll have some nice little musical interludes as we go through our different segments. And you'll be hearing some of our favorite songs of the year. And then at the end of this thing, we'll run through our albums of the year very quickly. But if you want to hear the full-on version of that, you can go over to our Patreon and subscribe uh, for a dollar a month. And you'll have access to all of our ad-free archives, Carpentry Visited, the, the show that started it all here, uh, Almost four years ago now? Yeah. Coming there. up on... Close uh, to it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll throw in some songs here and there throughout mm. the episode, but we didn't decide this off mic, so what are we leading with? Do you want to talk TV or movies first? Because I, I think we could have an argument also here at the top of the episode. What do you think it was a better year for? Because I, I went TV, through... TV, obviously. It's obviously TV. See, I don't know if I feel that way. I maybe did early in the year because... Well, well change your mind. Be, I mean, all the good movies come out in the back half of the year. It's just how things work. Okay. But it ended up being an incredible year for movies, in my opinion. Okay. I, you may have not seen some of the stuff we're going to discuss. I don't Probably know, I don't not. know you, where you're at in the they were on my catching list, up. We'll but... see. Uh, but I had... I mean, I have like a 35 movie list because basically anything above like an eight or an 8.5 for me i i listed and like ranked out but it was it was a hard hard time narrowing it down to my 10 favorites of the year I but give i you managed a, to do it i can give you a top 10 of movies <clears throat> i haven't seen that i should have and want to okay as well well we can play that I'll probably make too. that out of your list but maybe sure. maybe we start with tv it's been a while since we've been able to discuss any television together yeah that's true and uh we we did start out this year over on the tv arc actually doing episode by episode coverage together for the first time ever of uh true detective season three which which i think might come up somewhere yeah on, on somebody's list so yeah i think we lead with tv we'll call this the the tv arc section right now we have we have three cats in our new studio setup right yeah. now uh, so you're gonna hear. Here's if anybody, want, if you, it's anybody wants to, baby. Yeah. this is just this is just how it is. If anybody Whatever. wants two free cats, hit us up. Rv uh, gmail dot yes. Two two of them are welcome we'll, to go. The two of them will send you in a and, box uh, with no air. and Chest Rockwell. Uh, Chest Rockwell can leave anytime. I love that Fife you is, named them. Fife is but, staying, but they uh, they don't respond to you. They don't listen <laughs> to you at all. They're yeah, they're tough. Yeah, they're tough guys. Okay, 
T- TV? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. You want to kick it off, brother? Sure. All right. Uh, my my number ten is a little Amazon show that I stumbled upon that it had one of my one of my guys in it. Um, don't know if they're going to come back for a second season, but I really did enjoy it. Um, it's it's Hannah. It's it's kind of an ad- oh, okay. I think it's a maybe an adaptation of the movie Hannah with Eric Bana. Yeah. But um, I don't know if they're going to expand the on Joe it anymore. Wright movie, right? Right. Um, Still have never seen it and never have seen not the seen the TV show. TV show is really, really, really good. I enjoyed it. And that's, it's Kenneman and Mariel Enos yes. being paired together again after the killing. I know, that was the best part. That alone, I was like, okay, I kind of want to check this out. But I, w- I went through the same thing where I was like, I haven't seen the movie. I need to watch the movie. I never caught it when it came out. I know people liked it. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm pretty sure the movie was good. I don't necessarily get to see the movie to get this. I think if you watch the movie, I'm you would appreciate it more. I gotcha. But even not having seen the movie, I still enjoyed it for what it was. Okay. It's another one of those that's like, if you have any question about what Amazon's doing, you don't need to worry about it because there's a whole myriad of shows that they, they, they come out with that I'm just like, there, sure, let's do it. They made some both upsetting and questionable decisions this year, but also are still putting out stuff that's yeah. that I'm thoroughly enjoying. So I'm, I'm a little bit of a mixed bag for me with as far as Amazon goes this year. But uh, I, I guess in the in the streaming wars, Netflix took the cake for me this year. But we'll see how many of those shows actually end up on this list because a, a lot of them are on a little network called HBO. Of course. Um, okay. Speaking of which. My number 10 slot, if I need to table it, let me know. The Righteous Gemstones cracked my top 10. It's my number 10 favorite TV show of the year. Uh, Danny McBride and Jody Hill and David Gordon Green, the whole crew uh, back together again. I loved Vice Principals. Me too. But not to the degree that I loved Eastbound. And this to me is like, I don't know if it's the the location location of it all because it's not specifically charleston but like every single shot like is right around the corner from us the whole vibe of the show and the tone is still wonderfully weird and has gotten back to that great like just dark strange area that like eastbound would dip into constantly and i'm glad that that's back in there um and just amazing performances and apparently they're all back goodman's great McBride's as you would expect the takeaway from this year though is Judy Jimstone yes Edie Patterson is Judy Jimstone that is probably my like as far as comedies go that's my hands down favorite comedic performance of the year movies or TV (laughs) she's absolutely incredible she has all the best lines yes she's so good and then her and uh, is it Tim Baltz I think I think so as her boyfriend just magical, God, Judy. magical <laughs> stuff. Just... I love everything between those two characters. It's yeah. great. Uh, so yeah, I look for, and I really the thing that brought it home for me was that final episode. I thought it was and Walton the Goggins. note that it ended on. What's that? I thought Walton Goggins is what brought it home for you. Oh, and Goggins, Baby, Billy Freeman. Yeah. Uh, Goggins was amazing, of course, <laughs> but no, it was really that that final scene and like it actually coming to kind of an emotional core to it, and I mm-hmm. was like. That's what always really worked about Eastbound is mm-hmm. like as terrible as Kenny Powers is, there's there's some soul or heart there and it would always kind of return to that. And yeah, so 
I cannot wait to see what they do with season two. I think we know for a fact we're getting it. I think they all are uh, back now shooting. If, I'm not, if they're not yeah, shooting they're, now, they're starting in a couple weeks so, maybe. Uh, yeah, again, a lot of amazing TV this year. I will get into my honorable mentions, but that that one did crack my top ten right here at the, towards the end of the year. So I think we actually watched the finale on my birthday weekend uh, when we were down in Florida. At yeah, Universal. we did. Yeah. Okay, so back to you for your number nine. My number nine is uh, I think you should leave. Did not crack my top I ten, just, I, but it's uh, it's right, it's so right up there funny. at it's my just... number. It's it's in my fifteen slot. Okay, I think you should leave from Tim Robinson yes. on Netflix. It's fucking ridiculous. Maybe the as far as comedies go, that is my number one. Yeah, show that's of the half year. the reason um, I put it on there. It's just the funniest it's, thing, and I've it's seen. it's short and it's bite sized and you can mm-hmm. kill the entire season very quickly. He is doing a season two. Yes, cannot wait for it. I killed it in um, Florida. Well, that was my favorite thing. We get up, go to the beach, come back. We're making lunch and just like boom, 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 boom. And it's endlessly it rewatchable because yes. you kind of forget the order of things in certain episodes and you just you just throw it on, start it again, and you'll catch little bits every mm-hmm. time you go back to it. I think start to finish, my girlfriend and I have watched it about three times so far this year and it just it, incredible stuff. Just great sketch comedy if you're not familiar with it. Just dive in. It's obviously not for everybody, but I also feel like if you watch the entire season – you, there's going to be something in there that you just that you, you die will, on. You just yes. you're done. And which will hopefully make you go like, maybe I do like this guy, and mm-hmm. then you'll jump back. But yeah, you. I mean, you literally could watch it in any order. But I would say just start from the beginning, keep rolling. go through the whole thing. Yeah, it'll take you all of what like two hours at the maybe most. two and a half hours yeah. at the most, maybe. Great stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think you should leave. So that's a, a ringing endorsement from both of us. Did not crack my top ten, but yeah. I tend to towards the dramas for the most part, as you're going to see. Uh, I might need to table this one. You let me know. My number nine is Watchmen. Yes, please table it. Okay. So back to you for your number eight. Uh, my number eight is, uh, you may need to table this, it is the uh, Cobra Kai season two. We can talk about Cobra Kai, which is my number six oh. show <laughs> uh, okay. of the year. We did a full podcast on this back over yes. on the TV arc, so I would steer you towards that. But... I think the main thing that we'll just echo from that is we were completely blown away by the first season. Yes. And there was a certain amount of like, there's no way they can do this again to <laughs> the same level. But they did, and they elevated because, again, they hit all the just sweet spot reference points you want as a fan of the original series. Again, that's the other thing I love is it's not relegated to like, we're just referencing the first movie. It has now encompassed like the other two, and we're and we're also hoping that season three really gets us into part three, Terry movie Silver wise, Road. and that's where we hope it's going as fans. But what we did get this season was the return of Crease. Yes, absolutely astounding Martin Cove performance. You still have Johnny Lawrence just being Johnny Lawrence and stealing the show again. Yes. Zapka has managed to prove to everybody I, I like i really thought he was going to swing an emmy nomination this year me too for season two absolutely incredible but the other main thing the kids and the the new narrative the yes. new wave beyond the classic characters that we love has now been developed to a point where i am fully attached to all of our major players on that front 
good and bad basically i have you know alliances on both sides so and you forget how we ended like spoiler but the giant battle at the end i'm like yes. how are we doing this right now but and it makes I cannot complete wait sense. to see the full scale fallout of yes. that in season three so yeah we are beyond hyped uh we both loved it that was my number six and one thing again, that one, so. one thing i was i oh, was yeah. talking with some friends about the other day that, that gets overshadowed because he did actually really pass away um the character of Bobby, I think it is, that, like, he rounds up the Cobra Kai, the original Cobra Kai gang, and they do the whole, let's break him out and have some fun. That's the... And that actor did, unfortunately, pass away from that. Like, and I high point. I think the, that gets overshadowed season, by the... How good everything else is. You forget, oh, shit, that happened. Mm-hmm. But the shot of them all riding bikes, and then, like, it cutting to them in the 80s with the jackets and stuff, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is the moment that that the creators and like the writers wanted most of everything, but it feels like because of who the creators are, they could basically do whatever they wanted. And anybody wanting to like, you know, put a halt to it. They'd be like, no, this is, this is the only reason we're doing season two, this emotional beat of like, let's get these dudes back together. Kind of let Johnny try to get back to himself and to see all that and what it meant to the, those actors. Cause I mean, what else have they done? And then like, you know, what it meant for the actor who passed away in real life. It does get overshadowed by this, like I said, the giant battle at the end. But just having that beaten there and that not messing with anything, you're still there. You're still in the show and you're like, well, damn, that was crazy. And the next episode, you're like, whoa, shit. Like, that's that's just how brilliant that writing is. And I'm yeah. I'm definitely ready for season three. And one of, you know, I, I tried to control myself and stretch it out a little bit, but one of those shows that I love that I can just binge because it, and they do fantastic cliffhangers episode to episode to just yes. keep you hooked in. Oh my God. Fantastic show. We could not be more pleased with it. And again, Karate Kid is like one of our shared favorite franchises, period. Yes. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, I know the first season, possibly the second one, I believe they put them up free streaming on YouTube. Yeah. Like, anybody can watch the entire season now. You don't mm-hmm. have to be a subscriber. I assume when season three does come out, you'll have to be subscribed to watch like yeah. when it's initially released, which we will do, and we will follow up with, of course, a giant you know two-hour discussion, which has been our tradition so far for seasons one and two. And Cobra here's Kai. hoping that Terry Silver and uh, Julie make a, make a cameo next season. Yes. Uh, we had the tease, of course, at the very end of the season, so... Uh, Okay. All right, so this is your number eight. Yes, my number eight, which also might have to go on the table. I don't know. It's Mindhunter season two. Yeah, we're going to table that one, man. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So back to you for your number seven. Is that what's happening? Yeah, my number seven is Barry. (laughs) Totally. Let's talk about it. That's my number five. Okay. Uh, What can you... I mean, again, you... The scenes where he is full on acting, acting with her are probably my favorite. You know, I don't, I don't know why, but just the whole joke of acting, like, oh, I guess out here in LA, like they do bits for movies, not like actual theater pieces. Uh-huh. Everybody having these terrible ones, her writing that one, him wanting to do like. Braveheart to like show off what happens, the reveal of Was what it actually happened. Season one or season two, where she's doing like Aaron Brockovich. What I think it's a season uh, one, she's okay. doing Aaron Brockovich, but her lying, I mean, kind of lying about what really happened, and like her taking that, watching her character kind of take the shortcut, easy narrative. She, 
she really came alive for yes. me in the second season. Particularly, everybody talks about that like six minute monologue or whatever that she does. That's like an unbroken take or something, yeah. which is absolutely incredible. Uh, and just one of the biggest laughs of the entire payoff laughs of the entire season. But again, we've talked about it. The supporting cast is really what like is mesmerizing in that show to me because any like any side narrative you're following, I'm always engaged because everybody is incredible. The Stephen Root of this oh, season, God, dude. I absolutely loved, and then Winkler, which again putting him after all the stuff he's been through in the course of the season, dealing with the fallout of season one. I'm trying to talk in vague terms for anybody who hasn't watched Barry. What the hell are you doing? It's one of the best shows on television. But uh, putting Winkler in jeopardy yes. in season two was one of the most nerve wracking things for me ever. And then also in the middle of the season, you have what is probably my <laughs> single just favorite standalone episode of television this year, which uh, is absolutely mind-blowing stuff i can't what is the name of that one i don't remember the name but it's i know what the, you're talking about yeah, ronnie and lily ronnie and lily, ronnie and lily. <laughs> yes yeah i i don't know if i saw a better episode of television this year yeah in terms of so... just like being my jaw on the floor the entire time yeah uh yeah well, you got a lot of trophies here man what's these for it's <laughs> <laughs> just so and the fact that all that that whole like that subplot of like I know about you whatever whatever the fact that that gets wrapped up by the fact that like he the the, the agent that was following him for whatever reason like boom done like I just the writing is perfect the cliffhanger for the season the the it end scra- it scratches that Breaking Bad itch of just like genius kind of like Swiss watch storytelling and mm-hmm. like everything has a great payoff but it also is just it's way darker and funnier than break. Maybe not darker, but it's way funnier than Breaking Bad ever yeah. could be. Even though Breaking Bad had great moments of comedy, yeah, this having like the main thrust of it being comedic allows it to go places that like that narrative maybe would only brush up against. Yeah. Okay, so that again, that buries my number five. That was your number seven. Mm-hmm. So back to me for my number seven. Mm-hmm. No way this is on your list. Highly doubt it. My number seven is Jindy Tartakovsky's Primal. Okay? Nope. Not on my list. Go for it. It's a, it's, it's a five-episode masterpiece of animation. It's one of the best pieces of animation I've ever seen in my entire life. It aired on Adult Swim uh, at midnight in the course of one week, which led up to my birthday weekend, actually. Perfect. Um, And it's, it's incredible. It... It's a caveman who who loses his his family tragically, uh, and bonds with a with a a, a T Rex hmm. who also lost her family tragically, and they are so they are they are bonded by tragedy and they're navigating, you know, the wasteland of like prehistoric times, and it's <laughs> it's like a fucking heavy metal album cover come to life. It's okay. incredible. Uh, if you're not familiar with Jindy Tartakovsky, Dexter's Laboratory. Okay. The Powerpuff Girls. All right. Yeah, Samurai right. Jack. Okay. Um, yeah. Clone Wars. He did his own little like Clone Wars thing. Not the main series you're thinking of, but the better one. The shorts, basically. Fife is making his presence known in the background. He's being primal right now. Yeah. He's helping me out. Uh, you can watch, again, these are like... Half hour, I, I, excuse me, I didn't even mention the main thing. There's no dialogue. What? At all. 
There, it's zero dialogue. It is all pure visual storytelling. Huh. Amazing sound design and soundtrack, but no dialogue. It's hmm. it, it's absolutely incredible. You can watch the whole thing in an afternoon. Uh, I recommend maybe Space Out. I mean, I I loved the way they eventized the series. They released every episode at midnight, like, and it just ran for five days, and then that was it. They didn't like do a bunch of reruns of it. Hmm. I think you can. I think it's rentable on Prime. I don't know that it is streaming anywhere, unless it's maybe on Cartoon Network or Adult Swim's like separate website or their be. app. I forget, but I highly recommend you seek it out. It's worth throwing down the you know ten bucks for. I don't know if they're going to do like a Blu-ray release. If they do, I will be picking it up. Uh, I cannot recommend the show more highly. Again, one of the best pieces of animation I've ever seen. That's Jenny Tartakovsky's Primal. Okay, that was my number seven. Back to you for your number six. My number six is The Boys from Amazon. Amazon, yes. Uh, the Boys is my number 17. Oh, okay. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We had kind of three big uh, com- alternative comic-based shows, if you will. Yes. Uh, three high-profile ones. I'm sure there was more this year, of course. Probably. But, uh, yeah, the ones that come to mind, of course, The Boys. Uh Watchmen, which has gotten a mention, which we'll get to eventually, I guess. And then the Umbrella Academy. Yes. Which also might get a mention later. I don't know. But uh, for me, the the boys is maybe just edging out Umbrella Academy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved season one. It, I mean, it was everything I had been yeah. led to believe that it was going to be. I didn't jump in initially. I It, it took hearing from you. Uh, our mutual friend, Mr. Brendan Riley, a couple of other people just like, the show is amazing. Yeah. You need to watch it. And eventually I, I was like, all right, all right, I'll start it. And I'm glad I did. Uh, tell, tell me what you liked about oh, it. Oh, dude, I mean, the, the, the Carl Urban of it all, the idea that, like, you know, they the superheroes exist in the world, and then the whole, like, politics around it like oh well we've got to give like superhuman powers to a, like a third world so we can have a need to be elizabeth global. elizabeth shoe elizabeth shoe i ready think to we act discussed again. this again spoilers <laughs> she can do the boys but she can't do karate or cobra kai well, come on again, man spoilers for the boys season one but you and i both commented to each other where it was like oh yeah man i don't know maybe we won't see her on cobra kai three because you know it seems like she's got a you know, good thing going here. And then by the time you get to the season finale, I was like, hey, so I'm thinking she, she might, might actually come, show yeah, up in Cobra Kai, up. man. You never cool. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had a blast with the boys. Just the the commitment to the tone yes. I thought was great. And uh, also, I can the actor's name escapes me. I'm sorry. Homelander. Another one of just the highlight performances of the year. Mark Paul You cannot... What is that? I call him Mark Paul Holmes because he looks like if Mark Paul Gossler and Pete Holmes merged you together. Say Pete Holmes. I think he looks like. He sounds like Pete he Holmes. He looks like Zach Morris and Arnold Schwarzenegger got smushed together. Okay. I'm just saying for the voice is why I say Mark Paul Holmes because he does kind of sound like. he. In some points, I'm like. Or maybe like. Maybe like John Ritter ish, maybe. I don't know. But like Pete Holmes and John Ritter kind of look the same. But yeah. Okay. I, Homelander, that guy, he killed it. The, the reveal at the end. Not knowing what that's all about, that was a nice yes, cliffhanger. Yes, and we've, we've now seen a teaser for season two. Oh, uh, it's out? Yeah. Oh, it's I... very brief. It's like a 30-second teaser. But okay. It's, I, I'm, I'm very excited. When did they give the, did they give a date? 
I think it think fall or it might be summer. Wasn't it summer this year? I feel like it was, but I didn't catch it until the fall. Yeah, because I spent um, my summer watching Stranger Things. Okay, is that yeah. a teaser for? The Maybe right? it might be. Who knows? <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's my number six. The boys, ma'am. All right, and again, the boys was in my top twenty, just not in my top ten. Uh, totally recommend that one, and that's Amazon Prime. Prime once again. Uh, okay, my number six was Cobra Kai. My number five was Barry, so that would lead me to my number four, if you're okay. keeping track at home. Yeah, so you jump to your four, uh, I'll give you my five. Fair enough. My number four, um, I think this is maybe inarguably the best show of 2019 in terms of prestige, intent, like uh, being a worthwhile endeavor, being educational, uh, just pretty much all-around amazing production chernobyl uh is my number four did you watch chernobyl i did okay it's, do i need to, ta- to table it bummer dude or did it maybe I mean, not no. crack your top 10 no, because I mean, it, was great. Of, it was great because but like, of how I, oppressive and depressing again hard to you would maybe hesitate to say this is one of my favorites of the year it is for me but again part of that does come with the recognition of like I'm probably never ever going to watch this again. It never. is not not a rewatchable thing for me. But the experience of going through it, um, and I did. This is another one that like a couple episodes had come out, and I had had the intention of like, I've heard it's like incredibly depressing. I don't know if I want to dwell in this week to week. I'm going to binge it, which was maybe a horrible decision <laughs> because I watched like four hours. I think I basically binged right before the final episode came out. Gotcha. And so I, yeah, that was a rough like two nights basically and incredibly intense. I watched it with surround sound headphones on with some of the best sound design I've ever heard in a television show. Probably yeah. maybe the best sound design of the year in anything. Absolutely incredible. And then you got like Jared Harris, maybe a career best performance. I agree. Stellan Skarsgård as well, same thing. And uh, so sorry, is it? Did we get Emma Watson? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Okay. I, I'm sorry with the Emmas and the Emilys. I, I get them for the Amelias and the yes. yeah. Okay. She was incredible. Everybody just top notch acting across the board. And again, from a technical perspective, the like the staging of like that period of time and the fact that like they can't film in no, you know, you can't. they can't film in Chernobyl, they can't film in Russia. Just the uh, it was mind blowing on every level, and then it also had this like great core story and theme to it, uh, just about the cost of lies and all of that stuff. And it ne- it managed to never feel like so oppressive that I couldn't get through it. There were moments, particularly I think it's episode four, the dogs. Yeah. I think pretty much anybody will know what we're talking about. That was where I came the closest to like, I don't know if I can watch any more of this shit. And I was like, thankfully, this is that's like as bad as it gets essentially. Mm-hmm. And then um, you have the finale, which is just kind of like the the reckoning of all of that. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, just the little the snippets of like what happens to people—that's like a, a fucking crusher in itself. And it's like, yes. wow, absolutely devastating yeah. show. But I, I mean, it is worth your time. Uh, I think it, it's one of those that you can say like needs to be seen because it yeah. it really does have something to say and says it in a pretty incredible way. So, uh, 
dude, this is perfect. Like, that's exactly where I want Fife to be. I love the you idea. The he's just chair. chilling. Yeah. He's hanging out. He's not making any noise. He's probably going to go to sleep here. In a yeah, his eyes are getting real. There we go. Yeah. Yep. There you go, bud. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to lighten the mood after Chernobyl. Sorry. So that was my number four. That was your four. So All I right. think we're back to you for your no- I don't know. My, my five and my four, and then we'll jump into three. What was your six to remind us? Please. Uh, the boys. Okay. Just making sure we're on track. Your number five. My number five is um, Mindhunter Season 2. Okay, so we can finally talk about it. Again, Mindhunter Season 2 was my number eight. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, where do you want to start, man? Another Season 2 where I'm like, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the first season, but this just took it to a whole oh, yeah. other level for me. Mainly, they... The centralized they focus of one case... Pairing that with like what their duties are and on I, a broader scale, I felt like honed it in because the first one I get, you're tracking BTK, you're still tracking BTK in this, but it doesn't really feel like there's. I, I get Kemper's the kind of the big catch, but there doesn't seem to be like any other thing pulling them. So when you throw in the child, you throw well, in being asked to go to Atlanta to and all that is it brings it in and gives it a focus. Yeah, season one. Most of the home aspect or like outside of case stuff you're getting is with Holt. Holt. Yeah. Not so much with Bill. Well, and that's what I'm saying is like, I think it's on that basis alone. The focus on Tench this season was really what I was like. I am liking this so much more, even though, again, I really liked the first season, but that drew me in. And then, of course, you have the big highlights of, like, you know you're getting, like, there's going to be some Manson talk. And then the Atlanta child murders, which you, of course, had, like, way more knowledge of just from podcast listening and had told me a bit about. But I was admittedly really unfamiliar with. Mm-hmm. The I think if I have to pull, like, an isolated scene of the year, it's him running with that, that cross during the funeral procession in the streets of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, which says so much thematically about like what the show is trying to communicate. And it's just, it's a wordless sequence. Again, it's all visual storytelling, but the idea of like catching up late to this tragedy, yeah. trying to make good on it essentially, yeah. and just failing miserably. The idea that like, just like, no, you're, you're like, it's too late. It's way too little too late at this point. Mm-hmm. And the way that that's just like visually communicated to you, it, I was like, again jaw on the floor and not and again in a season where you have a manson interview you have that child story arc you have the opening scene set to roxy music which uh, might be my highlight like musical i was gonna say the music does a ton in this yes like soundtrack soundtrack i think specifically for was not like given its due as far as i'm concerned because the way that they integrate that into the rest of the story, like it has like an amazing score, also, and then it also has these just great needle drop cues, like from the era, which are fantastic because we're transition, yeah. we're in, you know, we're into the eighties. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it was like we were talking about when we talked about it, like going back to see Kemper, and you're just like, wait, are we in the eighties or are we in the late seventies? How far we're into, have we got? We move into that. Atlanta child murders was in the early eighties. Okay. Um, but like you moving into like. Going back to seeing Kimber before they talked to Manson and just like you and I talked about it like, oh, fuck, it's Ed. What's up, man? Yeah, and you you're like, holy shit. And you're like, just like, yeah, oh, fuck, dude, this guy is. A, and it like he and gruesomely did all these things and had no qualms telling anybody about it. That guy, that actor whose name escapes me at the moment, 
talk about range because you also have him in Umbrella Academy mm-hmm. this year, and like very different character. Indeed, uh, yes. So, but the, yeah, it it elevated to the, and really, this is uh, I think chronologically on my list. Yeah, Mindhunter was the last that was like just outside of a flat out ten out of ten for me. Mm-hmm. I had it at a nine point five, and I only kind of have done that because. I still feel like the show can get even better oh, dear. in season three, Knowing with which excites me to no end. Because, yeah, if we're ultimately building to, like, BTK, because we the timeline on that, like, he doesn't even get discovered until, what, the early 2000s? No. Something crazy some, like that? Yeah, Dennis Rader, I want to say, was... I do, but see, that's well, that goes into the beauty of the thing, is the fact that, like, everything we see about these killers we don't get to see any of it we're left with the aftermath and the images and basically you know we're kind of told hey this is what happens you know this is what happened to the victim yada 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 but if i'm not mistaking um yeah 2005 is when he's arrested but he was pretty much active until around 91 if i'm not mistaken included with time like we've heard venture wants it to be like five seasons i think is what it was plotted out yeah whether we'll get that or not i don't know but i i really hope that we do as as much as we can get of the show and again if they need to take like two years off in between to give us a season that good take your time on it like don't rush it off i also know we're finally getting a new venture feature film which is going to be on netflix have you heard about that no what is it for it's called mank and it's about the writing of citizen kane oh um and gary oldman is playing herman mankiewicz so yeah oscar done very excited for that one yeah we get that this year i can say that now because it's 2020 yeah i'm i didn't know that i'm looking forward to that yeah so i'm saying it might be a little while on mindhunter season three but we'll get and again ventures on like more episodes in season two if i'm not mistaken but you also have um help me out here carl franklin who did devil in a blue dress back in the day yes like some other great stuff and then andrew dominic who did kill him softly Mm -hmm. and uh assassination of jesse james by the coward it's set up now to where he could i mean you could hand it off to another director and i think just the style of those two guys run with it because he's established it enough to this point but i also know he was like deeply involved in season two mm-hmm. and i feel like that's part of why you like why it took a little longer and why it feels as like mm-hmm. completely whole and like well thought out as it does uh yeah so yeah. that's mine hunter season two it's on it's on netflix yep. go check it out if you haven't heard about it highly doubt that that hopefully you you have but i feel like it did get a little lost in the shuffle this year uh I haven't seen it on as many year-end lists as I expected to. I was very surprised. It was high when it came out, but it was, I mean, you know, yeah. And again, it's not a fun show. Mm -mm. Um, There's very little, there is a lot of dark comedy in it, to me at least, but um, there's very little, like, levity in the show at all. There's no, like, comic relief. And it's all Bill Tinch. Yeah. It's all him talking to other people about stuff. The way he kind of, like, exists in contrast to the rest of the world. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so where that was my number five. Do you want to? You already given your number four, right? Which was Chernobyl. Do you want me to give you my number four, and then we'll start catch with us top up. Three? Right. Let's get to the top three. All right, number four for me: Stranger Things season three. Did not crack my uh, ten, of course. I kind of figured. My number nineteen of the year. 
Okay. Uh, we did do a full-on podcast about this one as we well. Sure as fuck did. Over on the TV arc. So, I again, I would recommend that you just go listen to that. If yeah, If you want totally. to hear our full-on take. I think, again, for me personally, it was... It was kind of a comeback. I enjoyed season two, but it did feel like kind of a like a retread of season one. I know what it is. What you watch, is it? You watch that trailer for season two. You got the thriller remix in there. You got it looking crazy, and it's good. It's great. It's not what the trailer thought you were going to be. The trailer in this one. I don't even remember the trailer. It's fucking thriller, like Billy. There, it, it's the main things I remember from that. The thriller remix. Them playing at the arcade, Steve in his sunglasses at night dancing at this party, Billy with his shirt off going crazy while Thriller's bumping. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen this season. I'm down for it. I do it. remember the arcade being yeah. a huge part of it. Yeah. So okay. you get that in season two. It's great. I love it. But you're kind of like, all right, kind of rehashing. We got to close the portal. This one, you get a lot of, hey, you know. A lot can, uh, one summer can change everything. They're growing up. The mall, the, mall. the gallery, and you're like, okay, this is I what I also, want. Also, it was gross as hell. Yes. The effects work was like on another level this year. On rival with the first season. Yes. And yeah, it would, again, it felt like a great summer blockbuster. And at that moment in the year, movies were kind of like <laughs> teetered on it's the almost- edge for me where I was like, some of this has been pretty astounding. Endgame, and then some of this has been like I haven't even been interested in it. Lion King, for instance. But yeah, this hit at the perfect point where I was just like, this is everything I wanted it to be. I've gotten over my own personal bullshit of like it's too rehashy, well, whatever. And I just I was on board for it, and it was an absolute blast. Yeah, yeah. Check out my Instagram for all the Halloween photos. Totally yeah. got the cutting edge shirt. And I, I got Gavin a Hopper action figure for Christmas. Have you opened it up yet? Nope. It's staying in the box. Staying in the box. Staying in the box. Like it's going to be a collector's <laughs> item. Take it out and put it on your desk, man. Play with it. If have I put that if I put that thing on my desk, all the children that come into my office are going to be like, what's that? <laughs> the same thing they did with when I when, when I went to Japan after grad school. Mm-hmm. I left my shoes there. So John and Karen, they sent me back a box of stuff with my shoes in it. One of the things they sent me back was a tiny die cast GTR. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's rolled off the desk into no man's land between the wall and the desk, and I can't find it, but it's not there anymore. And I'm just going to assume that happened. I'm hoping some kid didn't swipe it. Would mean he would have had to go into my my uh, office when I was in the bathroom Somebody and take didn't it off watch my desk. Enough Dora the Explorer. Yeah, swipe, swipe or no swiping. So okay, uh, so we're we're to the top three. Yeah, go ahead and start with. Give us your number three. All right, I I guess I guess I'm ready to do this. One number three was a season three and a, a final season of one of Table it. Oh, okay. Wait, final season? Are you surprising me? What, what's happening? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, you're, never mind. I never I saw it. I was it. like, there's no way this is on your I list. never saw it. Why never mind. I didn't. Me? Go talk. Tell me about the deuce. <laughs> yes. Uh, tell me three things about the deuce. Three things about the deuce. Um, David Simon. Yes. This is not one of the okay. David Simon, the creator of The Wire, Treme, mm-hmm. uh, many, many a great show. This is his latest endeavor with his main co-writer, George Pelicanos. Okay, that's one thing. So, like, if that's not enough of a pedigree, what are you doing here? Uh, maybe the best ensemble drama cast assembled in recent memory since, like, Mad Men, probably. Last decade? Yeah, I would say, because... 
yeah, Mad Men starts technically last decade. For me, yeah, best when, ensemble cast. When did Mad Men start? Of the decade. Like 2007. Okay, so, yeah, so Mad Men started two decades ago. Yeah. So you can say that the Deuce had the best ensemble what? cast okay, of the last yes, decade. I totally can say that. Okay, and I do guess it. I'm cool standing by that. Stand by that. <laughs> um, this, I, I think I referenced it on some prior episodes, but every single episode of this final season felt like it could be the final the episode. One. I remember and you just me that kept times. spinning itself into, I was like, it could end here or it could end here. And the fact that it kept going and kept like satisfying slash devastating me like week after week as I was following it, I I was completely blown away by it. I, I love the first season, which is very 70s centric. It's like, I love that era. I love the vibe and everything. But the show does a bunch of time jumps or whatever. And then this is kind of a spoiler, kind of not. The, the final sequence of this series is one of my favorite of any here's how we're going to wrap up a show it it borders on i'm not I'm not saying it sits quite at the same height i need to rewatch it but it it kind of borders on my feelings towards the finale of six feet under which is still the crowning achievement of like television finales as far as i'm concerned uh i thought it was brilliant the way they chose to wrap everything up and it just like most david simon shows it tells this incredibly broad interesting sweeping story about society but it tells it through very intimate character portraits and i just love these characters and i love spending time with them and it is a show that even though it ends very bleakly for a lot of characters that you come to love uh it's honest and it it's it's true if you will even though it is you know it's based on a period of time and a lot of real life characters but it is a fiction at mm-hmm. the same time uh couldn't recommend it more highly. I feel like, like most David Simon shows, like of course The Wire is something that people came to like way down the road and is now kind of agreed upon as one of, if not the best television shows of all time. The Deuce is one of those I feel like people just flat out missed out on. It's a hard show to like kind of sell people because you hear, oh, it's about porn in the 70s in New York? Like, oh, it's really titillating. And then you watch it and it's a very realistic portrayal of that. It's not glamorized. It's not fun quote unquote and it's just yeah i i realize that's not for everybody but if you're willing to take the journey it's three seasons it's it's 30 hours of television and it's like you you can't go wrong i absolutely excuse me it might not be 30 hours i think the final season is actually like nine episodes hmm. Anyways, okay it's great uh it's the deuce it's my number three favorite show of 2019 so your number three, right? Yeah. Well, because this was kind of out of nowhere, I, I would struggle with it. But after thinking about everything about I've watched and just the what it was to me, I, I decided that this is the way. Number three is Mandalorian. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to pull it in there. I didn't know <laughs> when I was going to be able to drop it. So, yeah. I don't know where it sits for you. I don't know where it sits for everybody I else. I just gone with Mandalorian's for number three. I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Which, uh, spoiler alert, giant spoiler alert if you haven't finished it yet. What what are you doing? You weren't waiting, like, all through Christmas, just like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. I gotta see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you knew before Christmas, if you were following along, we lost Nick Nolte. We lost Nolte. 
In real life? No. Oh, oh, oh. So I thought, man, Lord, I thought you were shooting the thumb no, he it passed just, away. it was very upsetting. Yes, like, it was. And it was probably the roughest cliffhanger they left things on. And, of course, they did it right before Christmas. And you mm-hmm. knew it wasn't coming back till like, the 27th. And I just, like, some of my favorite memes were, like, how do you expect us to enjoy Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> we need to know what happens to Baby Yoda. Like, what the hell's going on? So I think that is, and the reason I put it there is because of the love I have for my top two. But out of nowhere, a flagship thing to drop, like to compete, to keep you buying it for a couple, at least two months because they didn't want to give you all of it and you watch it all and be done. Brilliant strategy. Yes. Thinking that it wasn't going to compete with Netflix. So they partnered with Verizon because they've been battling AT&T for years. Disney has, um, didn't maybe think it was going to like compete with Netflix and it has just blown everybody out of the water to me, my expectation, we were, me, we're just watching smart guy of all things, you know? <laughs> yes. Boy well, meets well, world. Smart was guy. finishing prepping all his this. list. We were watching yeah. smart guy. On we, Disney because, why? Because, because it's available on Disney yes. plus. And again, Mandalorian is over with. I totally could have canceled. Yeah. You know why I haven't because of things like smart guy and boy meets world and boy meets world and operation uh, Dumbo drop goof troop. Darkwing Duck. And you know Togo. I haven't Togo. watched it yet, but it's sitting on there. Yeah. And I'm going to get to it at some point. All of the you Disney give me classics. Defoe with a husky? I'm, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. Yeah. I'll watch that. I mean, you got you got Robin Hood. You got 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea with I James Mason. Even, I haven't even dipped into oh, like dude, the classic. You got to go to the stuff. classics, man. Yeah. I, oh, they're mainly, all there. We've been, we've been in the 90s, if anything. That And that's my favorite thing about that whole collection. You can go through the decades, but being able to have a standalone. St- this. This show this is, proves it's everything we've always wanted. But it basically. proves <clears throat> Abrams. It proves you can have a a Star Wars story you that does I, not contain anything or any reference to anyone who skywalks, and it will be just fine. Okay, you give me a little bit of the oppression of the Empire. Have you, you give me a badass outfit? This whole have you seen Rise of Skywalker? Yes, I have. Okay, we did. I didn't get a text or anything. Maybe we'll have a little bit of that discussion when oh, we start we talk talking movies. about the movies. Yeah, we can save it. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I, I figured you were just like I'll get to it when I get to it. Like yeah. I got a text a few nights ago. Hey, I just watched Joker, and I'm like, I I figured that was like a day one movie for Gavin, but you know, you got to remember when Joker came out. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Pedro Pascal kills it. Um, Taika Waititi was a very pleasant surprise for me. Having yes, directed I, the finale and him as the voice was great. The finale was incredible. The, and But I loved, in retrospect, the episodes that I was kind of like a little more lukewarm on in the middle there. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them more in retrospect because I'm like, I like that it is just kind of episodic. And when we got into that vibe of like, he's just going to go to a planet, he's going to have an adventure, and the ship is going to leave by the end of the episode and they're going to be off to the next thing. Oh, this is a Western. I get yes. it. Just like they, they nailed that tone. I love that the episodes aren't too long, uh-uh. um, which kind of leads to like, I don't overthink it. I I'm way more. Cause that finale has so many moments that if you really wanted to nitpick, you could like, Oh, well, this doesn't make any sense. And like they, she just was like, Hey, you got to train with your rocket pack. He's using it five minutes later, like mm-hmm. stuff like that. You could totally have issues with but in the moment you just don't care because it's just fun and it works or you're still thinking about Sudeikis slapping the shit out of, out of uh, the, 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 the child Sudeikis and Adam Pally oh my god dude when I heard the voice I was like that's fucking Sudeikis Ooh. oh immediately yes that Absolutely. was my favorite little fucking oh, that, was... that was the best cold open yes. of any of the episodes by far and of course we get we got 
we got Gustavo Fring flying around yes, the galaxy now, dude. dude. It's so great. Okay, so cutting himself uh, out with a light sword of some thing. Yes, I, I forget there. That is a canon thing. Like non Sith people that have that type. I don't know. Yeah, what I know what you. Yeah, stuff. I can't remember I what can't. you call it. Yeah, I think I it's something that. from Kotor, right? Probably. Anyways, uh, yeah, I loved Mandalorian. It didn't quite crack my my top ten. Obviously, it's it's somewhere in the top twenty there. Uh, yeah, I think it's my like twenty twenty one. It's about 20 spaces too long, but all right. Okay. Um, I loved it, though. It was great. Yeah. Uh, my number two? Yes. Is Fleabag season two. I knew that uh, was coming. The, the, yeah, we're getting into... I couldn't get to season two, but I did watch season this one. This is quite... This is maybe the most cliched at this point as far as, like, yeah, a lot of your endless have had it. You know why they have? Because it's it fun. is. Season two of Fleabag is one of the most incredible things I've seen, period television movies where it's one of the best things i saw this year I, i've watched it four times start oh, to finish. Shit. you can you can breeze through it you get you're going to get more out of it every single time again season one is great season one is fantastic season two takes this show like into the stratosphere it's one of the smartest funniest most unique brilliant things i've ever seen i don't want to say anything more about it than that you people just need to see it it's not going to be for everybody. I can see people who would be really turned off by it. And you know how you're going to feel about it within the first scene of the first episode. It announces itself and what it is very quickly. And if you're not on board for it, then that's fine. But I also do think if you're just a little on the fence, stick with it. Give it some time. And if you're really struggling with season one, I don't know why you would be. But just just jump to the pilot, or not the pilot, excuse me, the first episode of season two which is essentially centered around a dinner party. And it is just, if you're not on board after that, just A, I really questioned your taste in general. <laughs> but B, it just, it will overwhelm you and you'll be like, I gotta, I gotta see where this shit goes. It, it's great. It's amazing. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Go watch it. Like literally stop this podcast. Go watch it. It is worth all of the hype. It's impossible to overhype. It's Fleabag Season 2. Go watch it. You too, brother. I watched Season 1. I said, I'll, watch, I'll catch Wait, Season So you like it. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay. I just, I did. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's no, like, I, if you I agree. like Season 1, yeah. Season 2 is about to, like, just absolutely blow your mind into. Yeah, I told you, I watched all, like, you told me that, but then, like, Leftovers, and I was like, well, let me watch Leftovers for the decade list, and then, you know. Glad you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, that was my number two. So we're, you're number two? My number two. Yeah. What is it? Um, <laughs> speaking of Leftovers, this is another series from... Oh, I was wondering this, when we were going to get to this. Yeah, okay, yeah, number two, Watch, Watchmen. Watchmen, which was my number nine. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. You said early on it the sure table. Was. Yes. Uh, I, again, this is one... I don't feel like there's a huge disparity in how we felt about it. It just... I saw a lot of great television this year. Yeah, I no, saw this I mean, one late in the game. Also, I mean, it released. It just ended a couple weeks ago. Yeah, um, I do want to rewatch it because I definitely feel like it might rise up the list in retrospect. But I mean, hell of a season. I don't know if I we're mean, getting any more of it. I don't know if we need any more of it. But I mean, you give me another Watchmen season and just give me completely different characters. I'll be just as I think satisfied. That, I think that's really the only route to go. As much as I. 
again, we'll really stay away from spoilers on this one because I feel like there are people who are still catching up yeah. to it. Even though it, from what I understand, had really solid ratings throughout the I season. I tried to watch and, it. Yeah. I tried to watch it day and night, like same time, as close as it was live because I didn't know. I'm assuming that's how they kind of do their numbers. I know Pete Holmes has talked about it, like him trying to get people to watch his show when it aired even if it was on streaming because of how they look at the numbers HBO does. So I was trying to watch it every Sunday, and for the most part I stuck with it just because it was, I mean, it was just there. If I didn't catch it then, I definitely caught it the very next night on Monday because I wanted to see Yeah, no, there was very few shows that I followed week to week this year, but Watchmen was one of them. Uh, The Deuce was one of them as well. And, I mean, part of that's just the nature of how things release these days. Yeah. uh, yeah, it was appointment television for sure. Like if I didn't watch it that Sunday for some reason, if I had something I was working on or whatever and didn't get to it for like an extra night, I was always like, oh my God, I got to stay away from it because I didn't want to mm-hmm. hear anything about it. I wanted to just experience it. And I think that goes back to what I was talking about with like The Mandalorian. That, it just kind of jumped and just like, you know, crash landed in the zeitgeist with Baby Yoda and everybody going on. If you, I have people who've never seen The Mandalorian, but they know, oh, that's Baby Yoda from that show, right? And I'm like, one, it's not Baby Yoda. Two, you know, it it is fucking Baby Yoda as far as the world at large. Exactly. Is concerned, yes. Like, and also the show should just be called Baby Yoda. It should point. be, yeah. Because but I mean, whatever. and I mean, like, because we were, I was actually when that, I, got, I mean, that is one. I'm sorry, that's another one of the sequences of the year is when IG11 straps Baby Yoda to his chest and rides in on that speeder bike and he's just, and just is just killing everything mm-hmm. in sight make him do the, make him do the hand thing again <laughs> like <laughs> tell the do the magic hand thing baby just he just waves at him it's he, what a gem as well i'm sorry carl weathers, carl weathers yes. is yeah i love him. who knew that we needed him in star wars somebody some, Some genius yeah. knew that we needed him. they probably called billy d williams he's like i can't but i can get yeah i love it but no, so like we, when I was getting that mystery box I got for you for Christmas, all the signs at Second of Charles are like, you know, coming February, March of whatever, whatever, the little figurine things of Baby Yoda. I'm like, who the fuck missed? Somebody missed the ball on this. From Granted, I, they didn't tell anybody it was coming. But like the minute that that show dropped, you should have been like, what does it cost? What are the rights? Well, Let me make from it. What I, from what I understand, though, with the way that manufacturing works and everything. If they wanted to have something to coincide with the release, that it would have leaked. It just it would have been out in the world because they would have had to release the designs for it, etc. Yeah. People would have known it was coming in the show. So they literally, to protect that secret, mm-hmm. waited until the show aired. And then, after that first episode was available, then the manufacturing chain started. That's why it's just now getting to the point yeah. where you're having officially licensed stuff. But yeah, the the fact that they were not available for Christmas, and it was pre-orders almost like the original, original Star movie, Wars yes, figures, that, was, that just made it so much me. better. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I clearly Baby Yoda won twenty nineteen. Do you think? I mean, if, if we're having a debate, do you think Nolte took some of the the toy rights? Exactly. You think Favreau took some of those toy rights just Probably. to get? Yeah, yeah. Well, again, apparently they don't make those deals anymore after Lucas. So of course not. Like Why nobody would you? Wants to, yeah, nobody's stupid enough to do that. Uh, but yeah, no, good, great show. Uh, yeah, Watchmen. Sorry, we oh sorry, back yeah, yeah, we are. Great. We, we are. Watch, don't make the Watchmen. Um, Watchmen also had some of the single best, like standalone episodes. Yes, of the year. Uh, I'm particularly thinking of the Hooded Justice like reveal episode, yes. the nostalgia episode. Yes. Um, also, the Doctor Manhattan episode, oh, which dude, follows was, it up. The last three, I would all yeah. 
and then I would also throw in the the Looking Glass Century episode just because I adore Tim Blake. He's Nelson. my favorite part of the whole he, fucking series. Well, and that's maybe one of my like slight again not complaints. It's just like the show was nine episodes. I think it was originally slated to be ten, and I feel like we did lose a little. Like I wanted a little more Looking Glass. Mm-hmm. And I wanted maybe a little more Lady True. And I know there was some issues with just like they budget wise, they had to kind of edit some things down. They didn't get to go as in depth on certain characters as they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which led to a, a little bit of like by the time we got to the finale, I felt like everything was pretty well satisfied. I just felt like knowing that this is ostensibly all we're ever getting of this universe and these characters, I wanted just a little bit more from yeah. it. I think that's why it's sitting a little bit further down on my list. But what he did with it week to week is to, and uh, we sit here and we say like Lindelof came up with all that. He would be the first one to tell you there's a huge writer's room behind this. The actors bring just as much to it. Oh, yeah. Like it's a total group effort, but we kind of think of it as his like auteur brain exactly, or something. Yeah. But just overall, everybody involved with it, a pretty incredible achievement to kind of win over all of the skeptics seemingly. Um, and do something truly unique with a pre-existing with property. pre-existing property, which it seems like it's really really hard to do. More and more, we'll talk more in our movie section. So, kind of almost wanted to just give him the last season of the Game of Thrones and see what he can do with it, kind of thing. Yeah, if anything, because I just noticed hey, that that hasn't been on our list at all. Uh, it's nowhere near my top twenty. Nowhere near my top way. fifty. <laughs> okay mind you and i watched every single yes, season been to, to watch the last season yeah within a year although so. i can respect it everybody was going on and on about it and i was like i enjoyed the fuck out and they're like well this is I'm like i didn't watch it for that i watched it for the hound okay <laughs> right rory was the only guy i gave a shit about and him taking his brother down into that fucking fire like perfect done great okay great she saves the world. They let the crippled kid become the king. The 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 incest people, they get smushed. And, you know, everybody gets what they wanted, and they're all back to where we started. He's up on the north side of the wall. Great. Don't give a shit. The hound got his. That's all, that's all I care about. Perfectly fine. For sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Number one. Almost a drum roll. I, I'm hoping maybe, just maybe... We're going to have some synergy here. Maybe. Now, I don't know. I do not know. What do you got? What what network was it on? How did you view your number one? I streamed it. From which service? The same one as my uh, number two pick. What was your number two pick? Watchmen. Oh, so... Oh. Uh, oh? Then they're not the same. Okay. What's your number one? I'm going to say it at the middle. Shout it out. One, Who two, made your show? Who made my show? What network? Who released your show? The same one that released Watchmen. HBO. Yes. Okay. It's not the same. Okay. What right. is it? So who's going first? It, I mean, it's it's my turn. turn. It's your show. It's our, it's it's our show. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors for it. My number one. <coughs> Has gotten talked about quite a bit on this network last year over on the TV arc. I think we may have even done a dual release on the movie arc. I don't remember. Um, 
fucking too old to die young, man. What are you? Why are oh, you looking okay. at me like that? I could, yeah. I really thought we were gonna. Not even on your top ten. Because listen, not even on your top ten. My number one is True Detective, brother. Whoa. Season three. Whoa, that's my number one. You forgot about it, didn't you? That's my number eleven. No, okay. it was just outside, brother. Okay. There was so much fine. Good TV then, this year. Fine in my in my fake list that I haven't made up. Too old to die young's my number eleven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, dude. It literally I'm no. not fucking with you. It listen, is my number eleven. Listen, as good as that, my list right I now. loved I loved that show. I thought it was great. I know that nobody else will probably like it uh, anybody that we know would just be like, What? Oh what is this? Yeah, for sure. But I also knew that it was gonna be somewhere on here. And I figured it if it wasn't your number one, I'd be shocked. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't put it up there. That's not to take anything away from it how much I enjoyed it, but I mean, if you know me, man. Matter of fact, I I don't know how I did. Matter of fact, I gotta tell you something real quick. So I'm okay. out New Year's Eve, right? <laughs> and I run into Billy Mac and Jake Kip. Okay. And Jake goes, Gavin, isn't like season three, uh, season one of True Detective, like the best season of TV anywhere? I'm like, did you go on the website and read that? That I love that season. He was like, what website? I'm like. No one eyes. He goes, no, I just know. I figured like you show up for that one. I'm trying to get so-and-so here to watch. I'm like, yes, it is my favorite season of television. He should watch it a million times. He's like, I watch it with dad, man. And dad don't really like TV, but man, he was weird. Yeah, it was so great. Anyway, that's just, that's, that tells you anything about it. People asking me on the street about True Detective. I feel like we could get our dad on True Detective. I feel like we should, man. I feel like we could do that. We should. And probably season three as well. I think what we do season two would be a rough set. <laughs> I think we make him. I I think we get him on season three, and then when it comes out with the part about Russ and Marty, we're like, "Hey, Dad, did you know that case is actually the first season of the show? Them solving crimes in the Bayou, all this crazy voodoo." I think like, maybe secretly that is the way to watch the show too. Is yeah. season three, then, then one, one, and then, then four, or what? Sorry, what? <laughs> and then and then two, because. Yeah. We love to because you Again, get the world the TV arc. We did a whole series called Tuesdays with mm-hmm. Noah and Gav, uh, and we, we get we the world covered we season one, season two, and then season three episode by episode. Oh god, that was so over the fun. phone as it aired. That was a great time. Uh, Not I, good enough had, to make your number one, but it was we good enough for me. It was my number eleven, <laughs> man. It was right there. Um, we haven't discussed this yet, but we do have the potential to recreate some Tuesdays magic. The sheriff, the outsider. Outside. Oh yeah, Bateman. I thought you were talking about Stephen Dorff being the Mendelsohn? sheriff on Fox. No, I do want to see The Outsider. I mean, I know we will be watching it week to week. Now, whether we want to try and cover it is another story. Maybe we'll talk about it sporadically. Maybe we'll wait until a couple episodes come out and then we'll drop some theories on each other. Well, I don't the way know. that this new show is supposed to be working, we're going to be just catching up twice, what, twice a month anyway. That's, so we might as well just like do yeah. So one and two, and then like three and four, and then however many we get. Yeah, I guess we can also tease like we got we got Bad Boys for Life coming up. Yeah, we got some other stuff. Okay, wait. Nineteen seventeen. Too old to die young was my too old to one. die young. Yes. Uh, again, talked about it plenty. Nicholas Winning reference Amazon series. You gotta search for this one because mm-hmm. this is part of my whole fuck you Amazon thing. I talked about it on those episodes. They've completely buried this show. If you go under originals on Amazon Prime, you will not see it. Mm-hmm. It is there. They have every other show, even the shitty ones they've made, listed on this master like thumbnail list on the app. But you can't find Too Old to Die Young unless you direct search it. Okay? So do yourself a favor. 
go do it. Again, if you're not a fan of the man's work, if you didn't enjoy Drive, if you didn't absolutely adore Only God Forgives, you're not going to like this show. No. I fully recognize that. It's not for everybody, but it there was literally nothing else like it this year. I've talked about it. It's the closest thing to Twin Peaks to return for me. It's nowhere near it, but... It's the closest thing to that sort of experience I've had since Twin Peaks The Return. So, just go watch it. It's on Prime. It's available in Ultra HD right now. It's gorgeous looking. It's the best looking show of the year. Uh, and has some incredible performances in there. Oh, yeah. The only main thing I want to shout out, because I think she had an amazing year, Christina Rodlow. Incredible. I still haven't gotten to... Um, the Terror Season 2, which I know she was a part of as well, which was on AMC. Still a lot of TV I didn't get to this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, with that in mind, we're going to take a little musical interlude, and then we're going to come back with some honorable mentions for TV, and then we're going to transition over to the movie arc. We're gonna put, we're going to put TV arc back in the dock, okay? All right, so take take a listen to some, some of our favorite tunes of 2019. Look at all the peaches do you celebrate? You can't appear in of nowhere. It's already day. I know you have the dove. I'm not getting wet. Looks like a date is set. Show the favorite. Some honorable mentions Whew. for the year of television. Uh, I, I made my list out to twenty-two. Okay, so I'm just, I'm just gonna hit you with some. Go for it. See where these hit for you. Did you watch Euphoria on HBO? I watched like two or three episodes, and I meant to like jump into that, but then Watchmen was there, and I was like, mm. you, I highly recommend you finish it. Euphoria is my number twelve. Okay. Uh, at different points, this was higher up on my list for the year. Um. I, I didn't jump in initially. I was a little, a little reticent. This was airing in tandem with Big Little Lies season two, mm-hmm. a show that is nowhere near my top twenty. Really let down by that second season. Neither is mine. Uh well, again, first season, incredible stuff. Second season, little, little choppy waters over there on the California coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but I. I really went for Euphoria. I don't know what it was. Initially, I was kind of like, okay, is this just like over the top, like exploitative for exploitation's sake? And then I was just, I was so overwhelmed by like the filmmaking and all of that. Uh, But, and I just, I don't know, dude. I love the show. I really did. Top to bottom. The, The finale left me on a little bit of a weird note. I'm interested to see where season two goes, but just some some great moments really great characters uh and it worked for me it worked for me i did not expect it to one of the bigger surprises of the year uh what we do in the shadows i've mentioned uh during our october conversations the series which is on fx absolutely incredible uh up there for comedies this year uh again i would still say uh, i think you should leave maybe outranks it for me just in terms of pure comedy but it, it's up there great show uh, Umbrella Academy, I had at 14. That was on mine. Uh, 
yeah, again, slightly edged out by the boys and, of course, Watchmen. But I loved it. I'm excited for season two. I know we get that fairly soon, I think. Like a couple months, maybe. Not too much longer. Yeah. I, that's what I think. So, yeah. Uh, and I, a side note, because I don't know if we mentioned it, and we'll probably forget to when we get to the music section of this episode. Uh, but just what a year for my chem, dude. From from my chemical romance fans. Yeah. Gerard gets a show. Uh, they reunite at the end of the year. It seems like they're back, like actually back, back. Not now. really. They're fucking playing shows all across the world. Yeah. Want to go to Osaka? I asked you that a long time ago. I don't know if you're down or not, but <laughs> um, I'm convinced they're coming here this I year. I hope so. Uh, yeah, you, somewhere near here that yeah. will be drivable for us. Uh, okay, a show that I I don't think I've had a chance to talk about really. The Naked Director. This would probably be my biggest like the show I would ride or die for. That also people would be like, wait, what? What? That's on your list. This was almost in my top 10. It's a Netflix show. And it is basically about the most famous Japanese pornographer uh, of all time. He was a, a director slash actor, a pioneer in the genre, apparently created the POV shot. Uh, and it's a fascinating... What's the name? It's called The Naked Director. What's his name? Um... His name is changed for the show. It's one of those weird hybrid, like... Uh, yes. Um, who's it based off of? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> the Naked Director. Follows the story of Toru Murinishi's unusual and dramatic life filled with big ambition as well as spectacular setbacks in his attempts to turn Japan's porn industry on its head. Basically... Um, the industry was like super censored at the time. He comes into it like late seventies, moves into the eighties. It's a fascinating kind of snapshot of like the industrial like takeover in Japan and like big business and electronics, etc. Um, it's completely over the top and insane in a way that like, and just genre bending in a way that I feel like only uh, Japanese properties tend to be, where it mixes like melodrama comedy slapstick sexuality all of this like within the span of minutes uh really unique show again not for everybody subject matter alone should let you know whether you're on board for it just incredibly entertaining from start to finish it's a it's a very colorful show um keeps moving it's the easy description is it's you know it's like japanese boogie nights with a little bit more levity to it but but the I, um the uh the like do they do a good job of like showing you Tokyo in the late seventies eighties? One hundred percent. Okay, I, that, that's why I I'll think you would love it. Yeah, the, no, that's the only reason I watch it. Jerry the Leto movie. only um my only real gripe with the show is some of the soundtrack choices, which I don't know is if it's more of a budgetary thing or a kind of cultural disconnect between stuff that like is maybe like Americanized or like Australian equivalent of like j-pop sort of stuff mm-hmm. um but then there's other musical moments that totally work in it i again i i've never seen anything quite like it i can't believe it's on like on netflix and it's getting a season two and it's had like a lot of international success it's one of the best shows i've seen to come out of japan ever hmm. uh yeah uh okay 
the boys I had on here as well. Uh, Undone is another Amazon Prime show. Very unique. Had like the rotoscoping style to it. Bob Odenkirk's in it. Um, oh my gosh. Rose Salazar. Alita. Might might talk about Alita in a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, she's great in it. Uh, I also had Stranger Things Season 3 in here. Kingdom, which is a uh, South Korean show. Also incredible. I, th- I briefly talked about this on a previous episode with you. It's kind of a zombie... It's basically Game of Thrones meets Walking Dead, set in, like, feudal Korea. Hmm. Um, really unique show. Really interesting. It's only four episodes, I believe. Four hour-long episodes. We are getting a season two, as far as I know. The production value and the kind of epic scope of this thing? Mind-blowing, dude. Like, just really shows what you can do on a budget in, in Asian countries. It's pretty incredible. Uh, highly recommend it. Not Not a huge time investment. Really, the only investment, you, you got to read, man. You got to read a little bit, okay? Same thing with Naked Director. Do not do the dub tracks on either of those shows. Please. Please do not. Uh, and the last show I'll mention, uh, we are currently recording this on, on Golden Globes Day, uh, where Mr. Ricky Gervais will be hosting. Oh. He released a show on Netflix this year called Afterlife, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh might be a little bit of rehab for people who are maybe burnt out on him. Uh, great show. Basically, he's a curmudgeon uh, dealing with the loss of his wife and whether he should go on living and uh, kind of adopts like a devil-may-care attitude about everything around him. Uh, so kind of the mentality you expect from like the off-camera Ricky Gervais, but it's done with a lot of pathos and empathy, and it's I, I think it's actually a really solid show and very, very funny. Uh, it's Afterlife, and it's on Netflix. And that's the last uh, off-the-radar one that I wanted to mention. Okay. Did you have any honorable mentions? Or uh, Yeah, I had a few. Um, lay them on me, brother. Um, so, hang on. <clears throat> one of the ones that I really en- enjoyed, you put on your list, but I didn't put on mine. Uh, Umbrella Academy. You mentioned that. the Even though I don't really consider it a season, the few episodes of Black Mirror that we got. We talked about that. One of them was okay. Nowhere, again, nowhere near my list. I thought this was no. a huge, as far as a kind of top to bottom package, uh, this was one of the weakest entries yeah, in I the agree. history of that show. Very um, disappointing, to be honest. Uh, did we, did Bandersnatch is technically last year, correct? Right, so it came out of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Most recent season and final season of Mr. Robot. Um, you and I have never discussed Mr. Robot. I have never seen a single second of Mr. Robot outside of like promotional materials for it. Uh, you've now seen the entire series. Nah. Or are I'm, you still I, catching up? It's almost like I can only watch them like later. Oh, it's so I need done. to finish. It's, I need to finish oh, okay. season three. It's done with, but I haven't finished it. But what I coming season off of four. four. Sorry. Yeah. Um, there's already three seasons of it. There's a season four. Yeah. Um, I did. I finished season three this year. That's right. I finished watching all of season three, which came out last year. They're on four. If they're not done now, they should be. Um, what else? There was another Netflix one that I really was thought was good, but I didn't put it up there. Uh, Ozark that came out, uh, and people. I forgot about it, but uh, Punisher season two was early, early January, was, about the, yeah. right at a year ago. And I another one that I did not make time for, unfortunately. I'm really uh, hoping that they're the gonna... series as a whole. I, I tried to start the first season a while ago. It's, and never if you, if you like Burnthal at all, you'll well, love it. 
I mean, those will be up forever. It kind of is one of those things where they're, they're going to be lost to time because we're not, you know, they're not carrying on and they're just kind of going to live on Netflix forever. It's a little Hopefully. weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. As far as I know, they'll be there. Well, see, that's my thing because, like, their Netflix properties, all that, and they're not renewing them, but neither is Disney. So if there's enough of an outcry, who gets who gets to do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you could give me, you can give me another season of Daredevil. The second season was amazing. I, and then another show, I didn't finish season three. I think part of that might have been because, you know, we knew it was not, not coming Did back. Did it have three seasons? Yes. Three seasons. That's right. That the one. third, that's right. The third season is. That um, was also earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. A lot, of, lot of TV. Again, yeah. Uh, but I think in terms of the sheer quality kind of across the board, and again, if you had told me that, like, I mean, Game of Thrones. It had it in the bag. It was gonna be the it number was their one show of the year, you know. Yeah. And I don't think any of us fully expected that. And it kind of was like a dawning thing of like, oh wait, oh this is like a this is like you know like a True Blood season or something. Like what what's going on here? I say that having only watched the the final season of True Blood and having like most of the rest of the show explained to me. But I know a lot of people were disappointed with that one. Um, all right, so. That was that was the year in TV for 2019. Um, I hear some cats freaking out, so maybe it's time we take a little break. So we'll take another musical interlude, and then we'll be back, uh, and we'll be aboard the movie arc. All right, and hey, we're, we're not doing ads on the new format. I'm just messing with you, but we are going to check in with Mr. Sunshine Mayfield, who just dropped me his top five TV shows of the year. Okay. It's time for sunshine, sunshine, sunshine's selections. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's your jingle, man. I guess so. Make enjoy a better it. one. Okay, at number five, he had the Mandalorian, or just Mando. That's what we've been calling it. Mando uh, works. At number four, the boys from Amazon crossover once again. Number three, Watchmen crossover once again. Number two, Too Old to Die Young. You know, we could have had perfect synergy. We could have, but alas, Gavin, you had to screw it up. Sorry. And Sunshine's number one show, 2019, was The Dragon Prince Season 3 from the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender. Perfect segue. Mayfield is, of course, one half, or kind of one third now, of uh, Bending Not Breaking which is now on its own separate feed. Uh, used to be on the TV arc. It's so popular, it's its own thing now. Yeah. Uh, he and Mr. Ben Pruitt and their producer, Mr. Max Gongaware, are going through season two of Avatar The Last Airbender. They've had awesome fan response, people calling in with questions, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, they've been keeping things going strong with some many episodes during the holidays, uh, but they will be back with new full-on episodes uh, starting this year. So, uh mm. If you're not subscribed, that's Bending Not Breaking. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and now on Spotify, where hopefully you're listening to this podcast as well. we got to get that moved over there. Uh, but yeah, so go check out Bending Not Breaking and everything else that Sunshine does uh, on the site and uh, have fun with that. So now, one more little interlude, and then we'll be back with the movie arc. Up on- 